Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our ninth episode of Bikinis After Babies. I am so happy about this episode today. I am your host, Mandy Rashawn, here with your other amazing host. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is Jillian Hughes. I want to apologize first that I sound <laughs> terrible. I am on the tail end of this cold. I don't even want to call it a cold, but I've been under the weather for like about two weeks and there's I been still, so many people that are sick it's just terrible it's like I if I'm sitting in my office and I don't speak for a little while and then I pick up the phone I'm like hello and I just sound like, <laughs> a, like an old crabby witch so it's like still a lingering. yeah it sounds terrible and like people are like who's this guy but um anyways that is why I sound nasally and I hope I don't cough in this podcast. It's like more at night anyways, but we're excited to bring today's episode to you. So we've had a couple weeks of guests and we've lined up a bunch more, which we're really excited about, but we thought this week it would be fun to um, take a break and catch everybody up on what we've been up to. And then we're going to talk about a topic that we get a lot of questions about, which is plastic surgery. And so um, we're going to talk about that. Just two girls talking about boobs and uh, it's going to be in <laughs> lightning and just share our experiences and some advice but to oh, kind yeah. of get started I think it would be great to um, update everybody on how our preps are going and so mm -hmm. Mandy you're further along in your prep journey for 24 than me so why don't you share with our listeners how things are going on your journey yeah I am actually just under 10 weeks out so I like technically am just under like the two digit mark which is really fun right it's crazy when you get like that close and mm -hmm. but no i am excited for it i feel so ready so good i you know this whole prep my whole focus has just been staying consistent you know if it's working keep doing it so keep sleeping how you're sleeping keep you know following the nutrition plan staying diligent on my nutrition you know staying really keen on my like weightlifting my focus my intensity really prioritizing things that I struggle with, which I think a lot of girls struggle with this and it's prioritizing posing and stretching and, and yes. knowing that like, if you, if you're going to lift heavy at the gym, especially legs, you know, we, we need to foam roll. Like we need to stretch like our hips, our, our muscles, it's just going to hurt. We're just going to be so sore and so tight. And you, especially as we get older, we're so much more susceptible to injuries. Right. So just, making time for that even if it's 20 minutes a day i just lay on my floor watch netflix and just like foam roll right so making sure i do more of that so that way i can pose feel good push my intensity um i will say with this prep which you know i knew we were going to kind of do an update episode so i was like really thinking about it and i'm like you know this prep i'm so calm like i'm mm -hmm. just so chill and not because I know, like, of course, I know the importance of being calm and not having high stress levels. But, you know, it made me think about back in 2016, my first two shows I did, I was a nervous wreck. You know, I, I feel like no matter what you say, your first shows, you're just a nervous oh, hot yeah. mess. You have, no, right? You have no idea what to expect. You have no idea what you're going to look like. You always feel like you're not ready enough, you know, or ready in time. But, you know, those first two shows, those you know, it was my first show. So I was like deer in headlights. And then fast forward to 2018. Okay. I knew a little bit more, but I was still like, I was kind of coming off like a more of a weight loss transformation at that point, you know, gaining, you know, quite a bit of weight after my first shows. So I was just more like enjoy the process, but still nervous, still didn't know, like it's just still getting used to everything. And then coming into 2022 for those shows, 
I felt so educated now, listening, reading, learning, uh, communicating with people. So now taking away from those shows, I learned, you know, need more muscle tissue. I need more, you know, an off season. I need to focus on my hormones. So now like going into this show or this season, I'm like, I feel good. I, yeah. I feel good. Of course, I'm still nervous, but like, I feel really good. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you think like yeah. taking the break that you did like contributed to just that feeling of like feeling more ready and feeling like you've had the time? Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. I, I do feel like it did because I will tell you as soon as I walked off stage um, in May of 2022, I just knew like I knew that compared to others that like I needed more lean muscle tissue in my shoulders. My shoulders needed to be more developed. My glutes needed to be more developed, you know. I knew these things and I knew it was going to take time. And of course there's always drugs out there. There's, you know, PEDs that can speed up the process along the way and that, you know, I I didn't even foresee that really happening for me needing to do that just cuz I was going to take time. So, and then I got injured. So, herniating my disc I Mm -hmm. took even more time so I feel like doing that definitely gave me peace and I was able to like I was so much more educated like I knew I needed to eat lean protein and hit protein goals and and vegetables and hydration and and you know lift heavier so just those like little you know like you call them nuggets the nuggets (laughs) nuggets I I just continued that, you know? Yeah. And so, absolutely. But awesome. now, I know you, you, you know, how far out are you from a show? So, I am officially 19 and a half weeks. <laughs> it's out. so exciting. It's so crazy. Like, I um, stepped off stage in March of 2023, knowing that I needed a break. I had to um, just work on just a better routine for myself. I had kind of done like almost three years of competing or prepping with really short breaks. Like I didn't really take very long off season between um, 2021 and 2022. I think that was probably the the thing that really um, set me back was just having putting myself through like six high level shows two years consecutively without much of a break. And then like with my lifestyle too, like I'm a mother of five, um, two biological kids, three step kids. We run fast and hard in this house. Like everybody's in something. We, you know, we're we're very involved in sports. Um, One of my kids is on an elite travel team. We travel a lot. So I also run a business. And so like, I, I like factoring all that in, I was like, Oh, okay, I'm sure I'll be fine. Um, mm. But at, I think my superwoman juice just ran out. And so I ended up with mm-hmm. like some gut issues. And just like I, um, I was just very stressed. And, and I still love the sport. But I, I knew I knew like probably about three or four weeks out, I wasn't going to be bringing my best. But I was like, I still owe it to myself and to my family to see this through knowing full and well that I was, you know, not going to continue on with nationals last summer. So took a break. And I've been building and um coming back in June of this year for, um, you know, I, I hate calling them warm-up shows because for some people yeah. it's their only show. And I don't want to be like, oh, I'm just like doing the shows of warm-up. I know like if I threw the show I'm doing on March 30th, if, you know, of course I want to win. Like I always look at it like this. Like of course you go in like wanting to win your show, right? You want to win the whole 
thing. I've always been okay with like, I'm going to go in, I'm going to bring my best, try my best, work my best. And if there's girls that show up and they're better than me, they're better than me. And then they deserve to win. And it's really like that. Take my feedback and keep going. Right. Yeah. So if I, if I do well at that show, you know, I want to do junior nats and I'd love to be backstage with you at universe. I know. Well, I think it's like, there's so much value in doing more than one show in a season because think about all the variables that have to come together to create that like perfect package um mm-hmm. you know with everything just kind of aligning all on one day it's really tough to do that in, in one show and so mm-hmm. once you've kind of gotten like your first season out of the way to see if you like it to see how you do you know you get some feedback then i think it's important to like have a bit more of a strategy of what you want to do if your goal is to get a pro card then it's really important that you you know, dip your toe in the water in a few different areas. Like if you only stay in rural Iowa and do shows in rural Iowa, you really don't know how you're going to do at nationals where it's everyone in the country, right? So it's a good idea to just try your look and your routine and everything somewhere else and budget for that so that it can happen and then get feedback from judges that you could potentially see at nationals. So I do typically try to do that first show of the season at a show where I know I'm going to see Sandy or Tyler Mm -hmm. so that I can ask them directly, hey, you're the people that give away pro cards. What do I need to work on? And I take yeah. their feedback and it can be small things like, um, you know, you look a little bored or um, your routine needed a little bit more pizzazz um, or like, you know, big stuff. Like, you know, if you need to develop your shoulders, you need to really bring in your hamstrings. And so if you get that kind of advice and feedback, I'm not saying like you should hang it up for the year, but don't expect to come back in three weeks and have grown your shoulders or your hamstrings. Like that is going to take right. a little bit more time, but you're kind of looking for those little like nuggets again of things that you can correct, like, um, you know, not pushing so hard on your back pose or, you know, maybe your hair so is too long. Like your hair extensions mm-hmm. are touching your butt and we can't see your waist. Like what an easy fix that is. Um, or just like, okay, yeah, I was freaking nervous. So next time I come out on the stage, I'm going to rock it. I'm going to own it. You can even come in a little more conditioned, a little drier, a little fuller. Like those are little tiny things that make a huge difference. So those are the things that you want to be able to correct from like show one to show two to show three. So Mm -hmm. I think that that is just like the strategy that I've taken for the last couple of years. So, um, well, and if you enjoy it, I always think that too, because especially like working backstage, like I do, I meet a lot of athletes that will say they're like, this is my fourth show. This is my fifth show this year. And it will be in a small time frame, you know? And it's so interesting because, you know, so not that long ago we were like, you're only supposed to do your body can only handle one or two shows. But, you know, of course, over time we've learned that that's really not the case. And every, like you said everybody's body is different depending your feedback but if you enjoy doing that if you enjoy going on stage and you you have so much fun and you love meeting the people and it's just a great day like like you said budget for it and enjoy the feedback enjoy the stage just keep doing it try try new poses try new colors try new hairstyle you know and if if the judges yeah and if the judges say like oh i don't like that hairstyle like this well you know that for next time like you always take you'll you'll always and forever take something away from the stage mm-hmm. always yeah totally and that's just mm-hmm. what you like you sort of like buy into when you 
start this sport. Like nobody really knows what you're up to at the gym and what your diet looks like. Like it all comes together on that show day. And it's, there's a lot riding on that one show. And so mm-hmm. it is good to have, you know, a couple lined up to make the most out of that physique, but also just like the fun of it is like really trying to tick all the boxes to work your way up to that first place spot and that pro card spot. So, you know, you have to get that feedback and you can't take it personal. I think um, Amber really did a good job of kind of explaining how to separate the emotion from that feedback because, you know, they see like thousands of bodies a weekend at these huge shows. Like it's not that they don't like you, you know, it's just you have to grab their eye. And so having a coach that will help you make sure that you do all the right things and you don't show up on stage with like an orange suit and like, you know, the wrong shoes or, you know, just something that is not, yeah, like, you know, that's, those are important details. That's a huge piece of your scoring. So, you know, I think that's, you know, a part of it, but you know, if you have to go to the judge's table and they're like, yeah, Hey, not feeling the suit, you know, or it doesn't fit you properly or, you know, learn how to walk better in your heels. Like those are things that you can quickly change and then work with what you've got. So Mm-hmm. Anywho, that was a bit of a, a tangent, but we're in prep together this year, which is really me. fun to, you know, be on this journey together. It's been so motivating too. Like I was telling my husband this the other day, like doing the podcast and, you know, sharing with other people and even just like meeting new people um, through the YouTube and through the Instagram, like it's been so motivating. And I'm just like really excited for the season to start up again with like the Arnold, I think is like in seven weeks or something. It's really soon. It is so, really close because it's my I'm birthday really weekend. Yeah. yeah it's always excited. my birthday weekend. Yeah. yeah. But. So I'm excited to see our girl, Angelica. I know. Fit mama of two. She's going to crush it. And then oh hopefully my gosh. we will see her on our show. Stay yes. Tuned. That is, is, that is our, is our dream. Yes. So anyways, but today's topic, um, this is something that is um, brought up a lot in our competition team. Mandy and I are both coaches with Mm -hmm. Momshaw Method Fitness, and we coach moms who want to get in bikini shape for the beach, bikini shape for the stage, bikini shape for the pool whatever it might be. So that's right whether, around the corner too. That's right. So um, <laughs> we do commonly get questions about plastic surgery. And um, we thought it would be good to cover that topic today and, you know, speak on our experiences as well as answer some questions that we've gotten from our followings and from our clients. So I think we can both agree we're going to start on boobs because that's <laughs> right. probably like the thing that it's the only thing I can really comment on plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think one of the, the questions that we get a lot is, do you need breast implants to be successful in bikini competitions? And of so, course, the answer is no. No, no you don't. <laughs> you do not. No. You do not. No. When you're when you are on that stage, the judges, when they're judging you, they are judging on the criteria that is in your category, which, of course, NPCNewsOnline.com will tell you what they are mm-hmm. judging for. We'll they're going below. to be looking. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put the link below. The, they're going to be looking just whatever your category is. Now, if you have boobs already and they're really, really big they might be throwing things off. So breast implants, depending on the size of them, can actually hurt you. Mm-hmm. And you have to remember if your breasts are so large, you're going to have to want to pose a certain way and stand a certain way. If you don't have breasts, it's really not going to count against you at all. Now, you don't need 
pec muscles, of course. They don't want to see pec muscles. You want to be able to pose wherever is going to, you know, look very hourglass, of course, mm -hmm. which is what they're looking for in the bikini division this year and moving forward, hopefully. Um, but you do not need them. No. And I know, yeah, I know you can second that. You could second that. I will also, I'm going to comment on what you just said, which I totally forgot mm -hmm. about this, but you had said that if your um, breast implants are too large, it can work against you. And mm -hmm. it did. So 2018, I went to oh. North Americans and um, I placed just inside the top 10, which is ninth for anybody who's curious. I placed top 10. Never means sixth place. It always means you were ninth yeah. or 10th. Um, so anyways, I was ninth. And one of the judges said I needed to grow into my boobs. Ooh. So, and I, I'm, I agree. I mean, I had lost so much size on my lower body from um, that prep and from dieting, and I definitely didn't have the muscle that I have now. So um, it can work against you. I will say that when I got my breast implants, I did not think about competing when I got them. I was 35 pounds heavier than I compete on stage. They fit my body at that time. And then when I dieted down, I didn't have breast tissue to lose. So I just got stuck with these big giant boobs and a much leaner, smaller, lower body. I have since like put on muscle and grown my lower body to match a little bit more. I still feel like they're, I'm a little top heavy, but, um, so it, so it can be, I don't want to say negative, but it, it is a, it's a consideration of symmetry. So it is, but like you don't, don't get them for competing, like because you compete Never. one day or two days or maybe five days a year, you have another 360 days in your body. Like that's when you're going to really, you know, enjoy and, and have that physique. So, you know, yeah. when it comes to having surgery, I think that you shouldn't be going in for your pre-op or for your consultation when you're like stage lean. Like that's like or right after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that'd be like going and buying a whole new wardrobe when you're like two days out and then expecting to fit into all of that like four months later. It's just a different body. So I definitely recommend like you know, getting yourself like into a restored spot with your body fat and to where you're like maintaining your physique without like tons of cardio and kind of in a good mm -hmm. maintenance phase before you go ahead and get sized and see where you're at and like take photos of pros or if you're not competing, like someone whose boobs you like, that should be your deciding factor, not like a cup size or like, oh, this person has 500 cc's, this person has 350. Like it's so different yeah, for I each person. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So photos for sure of how you want your, how yeah. like how you want the side to look, how you want the cleavage to look, how much you want them to project. Like all that's a pretty important factor. Mm -hmm. They don't just stick a balloon in there. Um you know, they they are looking at, you know, the circumference and the width of the implant, the projection, all of that. So, um, mm -hmm. so yeah, so all of that's really important. So, I mean, but you can make yourself look like you've got a link in this video below, but um, it's a great video. I think it's Lauren Conlon and um, it's, it's an older video, but this is before she had her breast augmentation and you essentially take a nylon stocking and you put dry rice in it and then tie it and you put it inside of the cup of your top and it will make like we call them like rice boobs um so it really does work but the trick is that you've got to have a top that's big enough so like when you're buying your bikini and if you work with toxic angels like they're amazing they know exactly 
how to fit you. They're not going to, if you're like a, a 34A, they're not going to give you like an extra small triangle top. Like they will give you a larger top that you can fill out to match your bottom. Um, and you yeah. can just put that rice boob like right inside the pocket. And then you can like manipulate it to, so that it lays in a nice way. And it's not just like this like fluffy pillow stuffing that we always used to use. Like mm-hmm. the pillow stuffing is just so not moldable. It, it makes it really hard for your suit to like, like lay down flat on your chest and like look like normal but the rice boobs are like they're great like and I have like been working shows and had to check suits we're gonna get like hashtag rice boobs or thanks for the rice boobs like we're gonna we're gonna get messages yes oh my god comment down below if you're team rice boobs because this video like it was a game changer and I've never seen anyone else do this I've never heard of it well, I don't know where I even came across it, but I mean, the video has got to be like five, six years old and I've done it for my clients mm-hmm. ever since we've just been making rice boobs and I've met people backstage that have rice boobs. So. See, maybe it's a thing and I just don't know. So like for me, it was so, it was so different. Like my breast implants was completely different because I like hit puberty 13, 14 and I just, I had D's like I was just one of those blessed people. And then I had my son at 20 and they just got bigger, right? Well, then after giving birth, kept the boobs, like I had the normal mom, saggy boobs, whatever, right? Well, then as soon, as soon as I touched a weight, like they went from D's to B's like that. I I didn't even believe Victoria's Secrets and they measured me and they're like, it's a B, you're a B. And I'm like, (laughs) I've never been a B in my entire life. Yeah. So I, I, of course, uh, like lost all that through like my, my own personal journey. And then when I went to my first comp prep, I just, I had flat little pancakey skin. Like it was just so terrible. And I knew, so I knew, like, I always knew I was going to get breast implants. Like it, it, it was never anything to do with the stage. The stage just made me like, oh, I like, I lost weight. Like I need to get boobs. So like I competed in fall of 2016. I in 2017 I think it was in the spring or summer of 2017 I had my breast implants Mm -hmm. I will say I was really lucky here in the Kansas City area because he's retired but there was a doctor here that a lot of girls that had already been like already been competing I actually think one or two of them were pros they went to him like they always recommended him he had worked on other girls that he knew like the competition world Mm -hmm. so like to him, he knew, like, this is what you should do if you're going to do this, that, measurements, up, down. And then so after I had my breast implants, of course, when you get breast implants, you know, they're so high up on your collarbone, right? They're, like, up there. Yeah. So I purposely, like, let them down. Like, I didn't keep them wrapped because I wanted a natural, like, sag to my boobs. I wanted it to be, like, okay, are those real or are they fake? You know, yeah. like, are you not sure? But they're still there, Right. And so now kind of like, uh, I think you and I were talking about this the other day, or I was talking to yeah. another girl about it, about how now I have like a weird opposite problem where I will get lean for a stage and my boobs will slightly shrink, like maybe 20 weeks, 15 weeks, but then they're done. They don't shrink. Yeah. They just, the fat wants to hang out there. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'll get, you know, lean all around and muscles popping all around but my boobs will just be like nice and fatty right there so i have to mess with tops and stuff like that for that but so do you then like you don't do you gain weight in your boobs then if you in your off season or do they pretty mm-hmm. much the same? do you 
So that's what's weird is like the way that my body is in my off season, they just look so natural. Like they don't look fake. They look just very natural. When I start working out and lose probably like the first 10-ish pounds, you know, mm -hmm. it's kind of like, oh, are those real? Are those fake? And then now like, now you know they're fake, of course, like where I'm at now. But it's like, it's interesting because I'll have so many, I've had guys come up to me. I have, I've literally had a guy come up to me at the gym and be like, listen, I'm not a creeper. I don't want to bother you. I'm so sorry. My wife, and he said that, he's like, my wife really wants to get boobs and I don't mean to be offensive. He like went a whole spiel and I'm like, it's okay. Just ask me, just ask whatever you're trying to ask. But I am an open book about my boobs because I've gotten so, and I'm sure you have too. Like oh, yeah. you get messages about them all the time and they're never mean. They're never anything. It's just kind of like, Hey, like I'm thinking about getting breast implants. Blah. Okay. Most you'll get of the me comments. Okay. That's not Most what I meant. Okay. Most of the time. <laughs> I meant like. Okay. Like nine out of 10 times it's a girl and she's like. I'm so sorry. Yes. Like, if this is too much to ask, just ignore mm -hmm. me. I, I'm just. I want to know. Like, they, they've like, they like my look, and they want to, they want to have similar look to their implants. Nine out of ten. One out of ten is like, okay, yes, you are plastic. Your whole body's plastic. Everything about you is plastic. I'm like, I just have fake boobs. Like, and well, and fake eyelashes and fake nails. Yes. That's it. Yeah, that's and all me also, too. I'm like, like, I had to think. Everybody, like, not everybody has fake boobs, but like, it's like the most common plastic surgery. Oh and you gosh. don't know me. You don't know like my story, what I, why I have fake boobs. Like, if you mm -hmm. think about it, it's a really offensive statement. Like, there are women that have had a complete mastectomy and have to yep. get breast augmentation be because don't have to, but they choose to get breast augmentation. So to say that to anybody is like, it's shitty. I mean, but everybody's got an opinion, right? But yeah, I do. I definitely, um, I get, I get some, some comments, which I find they're yeah. like just really entertaining because generally it's the purpose to make a comment like this to make me look stupid. And honestly, people are come to my defense and they're like, what are you? are such a jerk. Leave Jillian alone. Right. I know. So, it's yeah, if but you if you can't ask if, another woman, like you should, like it's okay, like and people are not offended if you ask them, like, and if somebody mm -hmm. doesn't have fake boobs and you say you have a really nice chest, like who did your surgery and they don't, they're probably gonna the be flattered that you thought they were fake. So mm -hmm. I always say like ask people want to share with other people and if they don't they'll just ignore your comment like if somebody's commenting about their hormones or a supplement they tried or something that they like like that's what social media is for you can ask people like i get asked stuff all the time like where i buy x y and z and i love i love sharing that information because i want to know yeah. the other things from other people right so I know that's kind of why I've been like, even I make, you know, the little YouTube videos on my blog here and there and they're short and they're like, they're short, sweet, they're little things, but, I but that them. happens like, <laughs> thanks. But I take like one topic that I like from this podcast or something that somebody's asked me and I'm like, just make like a video about this real fast. And then I'll talk about like my prep, but yeah. it's interesting. Cause I'll have people that message me and they'll like random, like rather it's a client, rather it's like on Facebook, it doesn't matter. And they'll, they'll ask me something or they'll say something like, Hey, if this is working for you, like how long did you take this supplement? What kind of supplement are you taking? Like, what are your splits? Or I actually, I actually got one this morning that asked me about like the food that I eat after my workout. It's like, well, why do you, why are you eating that food after your workout? It's like, well, this is why, you know, mm -hmm. people like if you're sharing on social media and 
and we're, and then you're curious about something that you're seeing on social media, just they're going to want to help you because that's why they're posting it. Yeah, totally. So, so I think finishing we up the, the boot, boot question topic, pretty well. My other question that I get is if you are going to have a breast augmentation, um, when should you plan to have your surgery and plan for your recovery? Mm. Because you do typically have to take at least six weeks off, if not more. And then getting back into the gym after breast augmentation can be, um, it's just different. Like everything feels different. Like upper body work feels different. Like I remember like lat pull downs and like pull-ups and stuff feeling really strange, even though you don't think that they work your chest, like, and it just feels really, really weird. So um, I remember getting bowls out of, yeah. So like, of course they warn you, they tell you like anything, anything that causes you to lift your arms above like your elbow elbows, like you're lifting anything above oh, shoulders, excuse me. Like you'll feel it. It will hurt for the first like week or so. It will be really intense. Blow drying and your hair. <laughs> oh, being like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I remember yeah. I was on the couch and I just like rested and I remember I like lifted to get like a bowl or cup out of the cupboard. And of course, like you're lifting and I'm like, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> but then going back to the gym, of course, you can kind of start doing cardio after so long. And like you walk and you can do lower body. But yeah, when you go, when you go to do anything upper body, I mean, even a bicep curl, it's, it's still muscle that goes through your pecs. Like when you go to like lift or push or pull you feel something in here and it's just different it's yeah. it's just flat out different it's weird it takes a while to get used to it takes a while to build it up and it's just odd like it may hurt but oh, over time it goes away though it just takes time and you just have to be really patient with that i yeah yeah, just I think it's important just to go slow and I think mm -hmm. giving yourself enough time and then easing into things like don't go into like benching. You know, you can like train your chest after you have breast augmentation for sure. Um, mm -hmm. But you just definitely want to take it slow and understand that you, you know, might be lifting light weights for a while. But, um, you know, I think yeah. I started doing like after about well, after a week, I felt like I needed to move and just like get the anesthesia through my system. So I remember doing very light cardio with like seven bras on just to make sure I, oh yeah, you know, because you don't want things to be bouncing around everywhere. So you can um, order special bras on Amazon for that to yeah, help. Like you yeah. can have a sports bra, but then you can buy another bra to like keep them because yeah. you do why they heal. Like you want to keep them up for. I can't remember how long, but you want to keep them up for like X amount of yeah, time while that while, like, like, pocket is like healing. <laughs> and I think it's important to like, first of all, make sure that you ask your doctor first. Like my doctor knew that I was yeah. like very into fitness. I had done competitions and, you know, I'm like, it's going to be really hard for me not to work out for six weeks. He's like, okay, well, when I give you the green light, you can start walking and then we can talk about some other things. So after a week, yeah. I was able to do like light cardio, which was great because I just felt like I just needed to move. It helped my digestion pick back up and it just helped me to just feel more like myself. Um, and then after about like two weeks, I was able to do like lower body work. Um, I think one important consideration is making sure that you don't 
don't raise your blood pressure too high. So that's another reason why you're not supposed to like do anything very strenuous because that can impair healing. And, you know, if you're bruising and all that stuff, you just, you really need to give your body enough time to heal. But I think one of the most important things that I didn't consider, which ended up causing me to have a revision was that I went into a calorie deficit way too quickly after surgery. So in 2016, um, I had my augmentation and I went into a prep like within eight weeks after surgery because I didn't really think about it. And so, you know, I cut my calories and I was, you know, you know, I think at that point I was still coaching myself. Um, and what happened was I impaired healing and I ended up with um, a, a capsule, a scar tissue developed around one of my breasts. So then the following year I had to have them revised. And then that year I took a lot more time to like get myself in a good spot. So I think when you're thinking about having your surgery, if you have plans to compete, make sure you give yourself enough time to like really heal. Like it's a foreign body. So your body can decide if it wants that to be home there or if it wants to attack it. And that's like essentially like what happened. And I developed scar tissue and it was painful and it looked weird. And it was just, you know, something that I, I didn't, I didn't know about or didn't consider. And it's not that I wasn't given a ton of amazing, um, you know, guidance and post-op instructions from my doctor. This is just something I didn't think about. Most competitors, you know, or maybe not their, their plastic surgeon is not a prep coach that doesn't understand what we yeah. put our bodies through. Right. So, um, yeah, so, so many I think times we're like, no, we're fine. Yeah. So I think like you could compete in the same year that you have your surgery, but also mm -hmm. like if they're like fresh out of the oven, like it takes a minute for the buns to like settle down. Like, again, they're like way up high when you first get them. And sometimes it takes a minute for them to drop into the pocket and look soft and natural. So you might not want to compete so soon after you get your surgery, but um, just giving yourself enough time, you know, I'd say don't start prepping for at least six months. Not that you couldn't be yeah. eating healthy and taking care of yourself and maintaining a really good just being really healthy with your diet. I think that's something that we, I think that's something that's so easily like thrown out the window very fast. And I don't, I don't understand like why we have to throw it out the window so fast. So like, if we're going to go have this like major surgery, right. And it is, it's a, it's a procedure. We're having the surgery. We're having this thing done to our body that that doesn't mean like, Oh, okay. Well, since I can't go to the gym, like I'm going to use this time to like have these dinners or have this pizza with my kid or have this or have that because your body's also probably not used to that either, right? Your body is not used to that foreign object in you. It is not used to being that sedentary because now you can't go to the gym, which you probably were going to the gym before. And now you're going to feed it things that it probably hasn't had in a while or it doesn't have a lot of. So just be mindful of what you're putting into your body. And I feel like that helps me personally a lot through prep is being so mindful of the food I choose to eat. Like, why am I choosing to eat this? Like, is it, is it going to help me? Is it going to hurt me? Is it going to irritate me? Is it going to do something? So that's kind of why, you know, just be mindful of it. You know, kind of like you said. Absolutely. So, so, okay, cool. I think that we have like really talked about boobs quite a bit. So I know. a few it's of a the other, topic. it's a hot topic. Well, I mean, and we're girls, so we want to share. Mm -hmm advice with women. Um, and, you know, I think just get, get consults, they're free, you know, go and talk to as many doctors until you feel like you've made the right choice, and you've got the right size. Um, 
and, you know, and, and take care of yourself. Yeah. So, so, and I think another, so another kind of plastic surgery question we get, and this is, this is more, it is plastic surgery. It's, it's not necessarily putting something forward into your body, of course, but it is like something that you see a lot of. Cause in this sport, we see a lot of weight loss transformations, right? We see a lot of people, even if you're super heavy and they go through this transformation and they do have a loose saggy skin. And so there are some people that choose to have, um, Oh, the brain fog just hit me. <laughs> For That's those of okay, you, girl. if you are new to the stage and you get close to the stage, you get these things called brain fog where you just totally you blank, blank out. Right out. <laughs> That's what I'm here so, for. Heaven help us when we're both like competing at the same time. This is going to sound like a really tummy tuck. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was too funny. So tummy, oh tuck. my gosh, or skin removal, or like mommy yes. makeover, body lift, sort of any of those things. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll tell you that like I see tummy tuck scars all the time on competitors mm -hmm. because you know again like we're. If you're competing after babies, sometimes you lose all the weight, you get in a really good spot, you're, you know, really lean, but you know, that if there's excess skin there that requires removal, or it's something that you really want to get rid of, it's a very personal decision. Um, but there's not a lot that you can hide in a tiny competition bikini. Um, I mean, there are like, you know, again, we can make tops that you know will help give you some extra cleavage and whatnot but like the suit's not going to cover up very much so um I've, I've seen like some great tummy tuck scars and been like yes you know because I, I mean anytime I'm ever going to have like and even if I get a freaking mosquito bite I'm like is that going to scar am I going to see this in my suit right mm -hmm. so to even think about having like I mean that's hip to hip that scar on a tummy tuck so um you know I don't think I don't, okay, so I get asked this all the time about the loose skin thing. Like, do the judges care? It's not that they care, but like, if you have skin that's like hanging to the degree that it's, you know, distracting, distracting, um, then I mean, will it hold you back in the scoring? I mean, it, again, it depends on who shows up, and it certainly doesn't mean that you mm -hmm. shouldn't prepare for this type of competition. But there are divisions for people that have undergone a weight loss transformation and haven't, you know, had skin removal, and they might ha still have loose skin or whatever it might be. Um, there are several different federations that do a transformation division. I think like Christian Guzman has um, like summer shredding, and they have a transformation division, so you can still be involved. Um, but I mean, you can't tuck it into a tiny bikini there's just no there's just nowhere to hide it so if that is something that you want to do then um you know that recovery is quite a bit longer because a lot of times they're doing surgery to the abdominal wall and it just takes time you definitely don't want to strain yourself by lifting heavy and then causing delayed healing um, but I think as long as you've got a great surgeon who does like very good work and you follow all the instructions and don't end up with an infection or any tissue healing post-op, then you should be able to slap on a coat of spray tan and show off your abs and, you know, your yeah. fabulous physique. Yeah. And like you said, I think, I think the, de the de amount of loose skin has to like, you really have to consider that because, okay, are we just being like overly critical and we have, you know, 
a little bit of loose skin on our like on our glutes and our in our stomach area and it it's kind of hangy okay well like do you really need to go like to be so critical of yourself that like oh i can't step on stage like this it's like right. no like no, dial yeah. it back is it is it something that maybe like okay you step on stage you have a great time you get feedback it wasn't that big a deal at all because nobody knows, like you don't know what you're really going to look like until you're under those stage lights with that tan, with that suit. You, it, and then also like if you practice posing, there's certain ways that you can step, transition, push, pressure that you can kind of hide a lot of things, right? You can kind of distort so a lot of things. Yeah, that's such a good and point. And then that, and then is it to the, is it to the po- point <laughs> where you just need to build muscle? Could this yeah. be something that is over time is it loose skin right now and then it could really not be that loose later you know so like i feel like there's there shouldn't be anything to stop stop you from stepping on stage right especially Mm -hmm. like like again working backstage at the npc shows like there's always all sorts of awards and um recognition all sorts of stuff for like different transformations different you know achievements different like health you know um you know health overcoming health obstacles and you know i've seen i've seen people that have like um different type of like medical devices attached to them and will go on stage and you know place Mm -hmm. top five so like don't be so critical of yourself thinking like this this all has to be so perfect like it it's never going to be so that's kind of my i totally agree and i think like that kind of goes along not that we're going to talk about that in this episode but it goes along kind of like with peds and things like that like Try to do everything you can in a safe and like conservative way before you go to the next level of, you know, severity, like Mm -hmm. with loose skin to your point. Exactly. Like if it's your first competition and you diet down to like the point of being a string bean and you have like a little bit of saggy skin on your bum and on your midsection and you've never been this lean before, guess what? You can grow a butt and fill out that skin (laughs) and your skin will actually regain a bit of elasticity if you stay leaner than your former self. Like if you... Julian, tell our listeners what our next topic is. (laughs) Butts and butt implants (laughs) and why we think they're stupid. Stupid. (laughs) I just can't imagine a butt implant, but we'll talk about that. But anyways... And and everybody knows, but anyways, um, yeah, so you can, there's a lot of things that you can do. Like I tell my clients this when they're like a first time competitor and they have never been this shredded in their life. They're like, oh my God, I have loose skin. And I look at it and I'm like, babe, that's, that's going to iron itself out. Don't even worry. It's like a tablecloth, yeah. right? Like you lay out a tablecloth and it's kind of wrinkly. And then once it lays on the table for a little while, it lays flat. It's like, you know, just something that eventually, if it's That's a good metaphor. mild, you know, and you take care of it, you dry brush and you hydrate the shit out of yourself and you stay healthy and you take your fish oils and all the things that you should do, a mild, loose skin, you know, you can pose around and you can hope that it springs back. But I'm talking to the degree that there's an overhang and, you know. Of course, then, yeah. Yeah, I mean, then if you are been thinking about a tummy tuck anyways, I'm sure you thought about it before competing. You probably thought about it for yeah. going to the beach and even just wearing shorts and leggings. So, um, you know, but I don't want anyone to be like, I've had a tummy tuck. They're going to be able to see my scar. I can't compete, you know. Oh, they, yeah, no. There was a girl at a, at a show one time that had had at one point a colostomy bag and the mm-hmm. scar was like a big, big scar on her midsection. And it was like to the right side of her midline. So you like 
really didn't see it unless you saw her head on. She won the overall at that show. And I remember when I saw her backstage, I was like, what, what happened to her tan? And as I got closer, I could see. And then I saw her story about having overcome Crohn's disease and having had a colostomy and everything. And I'm like, she posed right around it. You had no idea that she even had that scar. So, yeah, you know, yeah, new competitors listening. The power of posing is magical. Yeah. Like work with what you got, hide. not what you don't got. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't Emphasize. got a butt, you can't buy one is what we're also going to say. <laughs> so let's talk about butt implants. <laughs> so I know. Okay, can we, like, let me just say, the beauty that I love about this sport is that it makes our body, like, our body, our bodies are canvases. We are artists yes. creating something, right? So building. whatever, body yes, whatever, <laughs> whatever division that you choose to be in, wellness, bikini, physique, figure, fitness, we're cultivating and creating a look through the gym, through food to fit into this category, to fit into the judging criteria, right? So the whole idea is that the, a quick fix doesn't exist. It can't exist because then the sport wouldn't exist, right? That wouldn't make any sense. So being able to slap a butt magically on your, on your glutes and just saying, oh, I have curves, like, for one, they're going to show. Like, you're going to get super lean. Obviously, you want to get lean in your hamstrings and your glutes and your tie-ins. You want your tie-ins to pop. You want, you know, that profile look. You want all of that, you know, the judge's criteria, right? If you have an implant there, you're going to see it. They're going to see it. They're not going to like it. Yeah, That's my two cents. And once you lose the amount of body fat that you'll need to be able to show ab definition and toned arms and hamstring development, all of that, it doesn't leave really anything to support that butt implant. So, I mean, it shows. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely, um, a no. Um, and I mean, I understand if somebody is, you know, they, they're frustrated about not building a butt and they don't want to spend the time in the gym and they don't want to hire a coach and eat the food that you need to grow a butt. Um, and they want to do that. That's like, Hey, you know what? I'm, if anybody wants to do anything, do it. But I'm just saying in, the world of like wellness, bikini, figure, um, any of those sports, like that's just something that is like not gonna, it's gonna kind of be marked down. So yeah, don't get a, don't get and, a butt implant thinking that it will help you be competitive. <laughs> but I've seen like and, people say like, wow, her glutes are so round. Are, is that a fake butt? And I'm like, I get it. If you had never seen someone mm-hmm. like this before, like, you know, let's say you crawled out from under a rock and you'd been under that rock for like 20 years and you're like, what's a bikini competitor? You would be like, sure. holy moly. Like, I didn't even know women's bodies could look like that. But yeah, there's a difference between a fake butt well, and, and a real butt. And I, w- and I will say this too. I just thought about this. Like, if you want glutes, okay, l- ladies, like if you're, if you're a seasoned competitor, first-time competitor, and you're trying to create glutes and you're not succeeding in creating them, there's a, there's a reason. Like, stop believing that what you see on Instagram and TikTok and all of those influencers telling you, hey, I did this three workouts and look at my butt. Like, yes. no, no. I, I will tell you, I love my coach. I love Sam. My coach is Sam Catlin. In 2022, she gave me a weightlifting plan. She knew that I wasn't gonna prep until like the very end of the year beginning of 2020 or 2023 she gave me a weightlifting plan she's like do this just lift heavier here's 
just different workouts, do this. And I did it. I didn't, I didn't go on Instagram and be like, oh, but look at her, look at her butt. And she looks so great. So instead of doing what my coach gave me to do, I'm going to go do this. Mm -hmm. I did. I followed like my weightlifting plan. Did I, I, you know, I did my own dieting, but I followed my weightlifting plan. So it's like, you have to give time and you have to commit and you have to lift weights. But sorry, sorry. Yoga is not going to give you. I got another one too to add to that (laughs) tip list. You'll lose weight doing yoga. The food. You got to eat the food. Okay. Okay. So earlier you said that somebody came up to you, a man came up to you at the gym and asked you about your boobs. So I have Mm -hmm. this like, oh God, I hope he's not listening. He's probably not. He doesn't know who I am. And I don't, I usually look like a troll at the gym. So this guy comes up to me at the gym the other day and I'm going to take this as a compliment. (laughs) But when I told um, Melissa, who's one of our other coaches here, she's like, you could say that to somebody. It's 2024. I could not believe he said this to you. And I was like, oh, you know, I thought about it. Okay. So here's the conversation. So I'm doing hip thrusts and I'm getting it, you know, like lifting, putting more plates on. I can kind of like feel somebody staring at me and I'm kind of like, what? Get over yourself, Jillian. Like, you're not that cool. And then this guy comes over and he's like, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, sure. Yeah, you totally can. I'm married, but okay. Right. And um, he's like, "Uh, so, um, how do you how do you like get a butt like that? I'm like, what? He's like, because my wife like she has a, a an ass like a pancake, and I was like, oh, oh my god, I can't believe you just said that to me, and you're so mean, and um, I'm like, well, um, you know, you can see that I'm lifting heavy weights. I'm like, but you know, you got to eat the food, like. In order yeah. to grow a butt, especially glutes in particular, you got to eat a good amount of calories. And I can say that for myself because that is what I have done. And he's like, oh, that's it right there. He's like, she's in here every day and she's always lifting, but she eats like a bird. I'm like, there it is. And I yeah. think that it took me a long time to realize because I'm an older girl. I'm 44. You know, I grew up in like the 90s fitness, you know, where you did commercial fitness videos and fast yeah and that was like i didn't i don't even think i looked at my ass until i had done one show and then i was like oh i turned to the back and they looked at my glutes i never really paid attention Mm -hmm. i just wanted abs and that was it i didn't didn't really think about it so this like generation of girls that are in their 20s man i can see why they look so freaking good because they're mm-hmm. growing up with like we're embracing curves and we're like promoting calories and weightlifting we're hitting girls our in protein goals yeah 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 it's like so different it's so freaking awesome but like i didn't grow up in that generation so i get it like if you're mm-hmm. in your 40s or 50s and you're like thinking that you're going to grow up by going to pilates it's i understand why you think that but i'm here to tell you it's not true and butt implants we are also also, before all you yogis and Pilates people come for us, Don't come okay, for us. we we love yoga and Pilates. <laughs> we love it. I I, I technically it. do like a form of yoga every day I in do, my yeah. bedroom. It's just if you want to grow the glutes that are you know give you profile glutes, you know that nice round curvature that are going to hold themselves up in a skirt or in a mm-hmm. in a dress and that shorts, you can jeans, a quarter off of. That you can, That's what you're getting like, there, right? <laughs> you gotta you gotta eat the food. You gotta you eat. Gotta you gotta lift. But I understand if you don't want that because everyone's idea of beauty is different and that's, that's wonderful. Like I, I'm not going to tell somebody what they're doing is wrong, but you also can't say, well, these are the results I like, but I want to try to get them this way. It like doesn't happen. 
So yeah, yeah. You got to feed the muscle the and grow the muscle. And be patient. Mm-hmm. You really just, you can't give it only six weeks. And then, like you said earlier, doing those repetitive movements, the ones that work, and not just like you have mm-hmm. 50 different exercises that you rotate through every three days. Like, you know, that's that's not going to yeah. challenge. You're not going to be able to, like, build strength and you know, work yeah. on progressive overload if you're just doing a million different fancy exercises. And I do feel like that's also like having a coach, having a prep buddy, having some buddy, because I feel like as females, I know I'm not the only one who does this. I know as females, like we overthink stuff constantly. So if like we're doing Mm -hmm. a workout for like five days and I'm like, is this working? Or am I sure if it's working? Should I try this? It's the same with nutrition. That's why I will I will never coach myself. Hands down, never going to happen. Never. I would never, never coach myself ever because, again. Never. Oh my god, no. Because do I know what I'm doing? Absolutely. Can I can I do it for somebody else? Can I help and do everything for somebody else? 100%. But if I do it for myself, I will immediately yeah. after probably like 2 or 3 no. days be like, mm, no, I'm a stark grading lunatic when it comes to yeah. my own progress. No I never way. think it's enough and I'm second guessing it. That's why I've had a coach consistently since like 2019. Like uh, just I, do, I don't want to try to figure this out for myself. I need somebody to be a second set of eyes and to just keep me mm-hmm. following through and doing, you know, what what I need to do. So I mean, there's a lot of great information out there, but having accountability is great. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, having somebody to just take that off, that load off for you so you don't have to figure it out. Again, like we're both coaches. We could coach each other. We we could coach other people. But we could. I don't know. know. You know, I don't like coaching friends. It's really hard for me. Like, I'm like, it's not you. It's me. I just want to be friends. But like, it's it's hard for me because um, because I'm nice and. You know, it would just... be difficult. I haven't. I have friends that I help. I don't coach them. Yeah. I have friends that I help, but I do it in a very like. This is actually what I say to all of them. Um, I've said I'm like, I I am here for you a hundred percent. Like if you want me to help you with whatever you need me to do, come over to my house. I'll help you. Like help somebody last night. If when we go out to eat, when we go out for whatever group setting we're going out for, I am your friend. Like mm-hmm. I don't care what you're eating. I don't yes. care what you're drinking. And they they know that at this point, but they also know like if they're constantly coming for me for help, they'll you know I don't want them to feel like, oh well she's gonna get upset with me. I was like no man like we just no just chill like yeah. we're friends we're friends. I know I hate I always hate that people who know that I do fitness and like that I'm a coach and you know I compete and whatnot like I I hate that they feel like they have to be like it's my cheat day today if they're like eating a cookie or something I'm like I don't. I honestly didn't notice, I and I noticed now, but I didn't I notice I always say before. go you. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It looks good. too, babe. Cheers. I'll eat a cookie, too. You know, I just. I know. I'll say, I'm like, oh, that drink looks good, or oh, that, like, I'll I'll always, like, comment on something. Like, yeah. I have, like, several Galentine things, like, I'm going to with some girlfriends, oh, yeah. and it's, like. Galentine. And we're all, yeah, and we're all eating out. We're all go do stuff, and I, they know I won't, but I'll just sit there and be like, it smells good. It looks good. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just so, like, normal. Yeah. Well, Jillian, we're almost at an hour. It's so easy. I know. It just it just flies by. I know. And we could probably film a podcast every day because we talk at some point every day for like an hour. Anyways. We talk on so many like caveats too. I know. Like we'll text, we'll email, we'll talk on Instagram. DMs. I know. DMs. Like, where did we have like that conversation? Slid. I know. <laughs> yes. I've done that before. Like I've my eye keeps watering. I've done that before where I've I've been trying to like reference something that you and I are talking about and I'll be like 
Where, Where do we did it go? I know that happened to me today, actually, because I was telling someone that I sent you all my suit options. And then I yeah. was like, where did I send those to her? Like, I couldn't remember where I had sent you the pictures of the suits. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, which I mean, but yeah. I love suits. Actually, I'm excited. We'll talk yeah. about that in another episode. But anywho, but. thank you, everybody, for tuning into this girl talk. Mm-hmm. I hope that yeah. you um, enjoyed all of our information. And like, ask away if you have more questions like you can private message either of us our socials are linked below we're open books we love to share and give advice that uh, might help you with you know your journey and um, Mm -hmm. definitely subscribe follow yes and uh, thank you again for for all of your support and for listening in today yeah bye guys bye